the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the intimate friendship of the Holy Spirit be with you. Whether you're listening from far away or next to beautiful Seneca Lake, we hope that through the reading and proclaiming of Scripture, you hear God's wisdom, challenge, and blessing for you today. If you're able to worship with us on Sunday mornings at 9.30, we at Hector Presbyterian Church would love to share Christ's peace with you. As we turn our attention to the proclaiming of Scripture, let us pray. God of all glory, by the wisdom of your word and the pouring out of your Holy Spirit, let the same mind be in us that is in Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. A reading today is from Psalms 27. Listen for God's word to you. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Should I fear anyone? The Lord is a fortress protecting my life. Should I be frightened of anything? When evildoers come at me trying to eat me up, It's they, my foes and my enemies, who stumble and fall. If an army camps against me, my heart won't be afraid. If war comes up against me, I will continue to trust in this. I have asked one thing from the Lord. It's all I seek, to live in the Lord's house all the days of my life, seeing the Lord's beauty and constantly adoring God's temple. Because the Lord will shelter me in his own dwelling during, during troubling times. The Lord will hide me in a secret place in God's own tent. The Lord will set me up high, safe on a rock. Now my head is higher than the enemies surrounding me, and I will offer sacrifices in God's tent. Sacrifices with shouts of joy. I will sing and praise the Lord. Lord, listen to my voice when I cry out. Have mercy on me and answer me. Come, my heart says, seek seek God's face. Lord, I do seek your face. Please don't hide from me. Don't push your servant aside angrily. You have been my help. God who saves me, don't neglect me. Don't leave me all alone. Even if my father and mother left me all alone, the Lord would take me in. Lord, teach me your way. Because of my opponents, lead me on a good path. Don't give me over to the desires of my enemies, because false witnesses and violent accusers have taken their stand against me. But I have sure faith that I will experience the Lord's goodness in the land of the living. Hope in the Lord. Be strong. Let your heart take courage. Hope in the Lord. The word of the Lord. Our second reading comes to us from the Gospel of Luke. Listen, God is still speaking. At that time, some Pharisees approached Jesus and said, Go, get away from here, because Herod wants to kill you. Jesus said to them, Go tell that fox, look, 
I'm throwing out demons and healing people today and tomorrow. And on the third day, I will complete my work. However, it's necessary for me to travel today, tomorrow, and the next day, because it's impossible for a prophet to be killed outside Jerusalem. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who kill the prophets and stone those who were sent to you, how often I have wanted to gather your people just as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings. But you didn't want that. Look, your house is abandoned. I tell you, you won't see me until the time comes when you say blessings on the one who comes in the Lord's name. The word of the Lord. Rolf Jacobson was in high school when he had both legs amputated to save his life from cancer. Today, Rolf is a professor of Old Testament, but back then he was just a scared teenager. He said he never feared dying, but he did fear what would become of his living. Would he be able to take care of himself? Would he be able to get a job? Would he ever get married or have a family? In the midst of all that fear, Psalm 27 became the very center of his life and the center of his faith. In the midst of all that fear, he clung to, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Should I fear anyone? A few years ago, Rolf was at his favorite Mexican restaurant with his wife and kids, and their waiter caught his attention. This guy was huge, football player huge. And as he reached down to hand them their menus, Rolf glimpsed the prominent tattoo on his arms. The tattoo read, Psalm 27, 1. That's it. Just Psalm 27, 1. Rolf pointed it out. Do you mind if I ask what it means? All the waiter said was, really bad childhood. From all appearances, this man has nothing to fear. But then appearances are just that. Appearances perceptions, what seems strong to us, muscle tone, weapon stock, people in your corner, a title after your name, the God of Scripture scorns. Just ask Rolf Jacobson, the man knows his psalms. Psalm 33, a king is not saved by his great army. A warrior is not delivered by his great strength. Psalm 147. God does not prize the strength of a horse. God does not treasure the legs of a runner. Or Psalm 35. All my bones will say, Lord, who could compare to you? You rescue the weak from those who overpower them. You rescue the weak 
and the needy from those who plunder them. Again and again, the sacred poetry of God's people claims that the Lord, the Holy One of Israel, is our strength. So do not fear. But we know that fear is big business. We know that fear sells. According to Alan Kalweff, a neuroscientist at Tampere University in Finland, there's a substantial overlap between those brain areas involved in processing fear and processing pleasure. And there are plenty of people who are more than happy to profit from that overlap. Savvy marketers know that the scent of danger will trigger waves of adrenaline funneling our money into fight or flight. Campaign managers know that a potential threat can unite people around a common enemy, scare quotes meant intentionally. Selling fear flies in the face of the Christian faith when we are told to stock up on water or duct tape or guns. Our faith directs our dollars towards the hungry and the poor. When politicians of any stripe give us an enemy to hate, our faith unequivocally says, love them, that one. Trying to live out your faith in an environment of fear is hard work but count on Jesus to make it harder. Now, maybe you are inspired by Jesus' fearlessness. Go tell that fox what's what. He doesn't scare me. I'm throwing out demons. I'm healing people today, tomorrow, and the next day. The king will just have to deal with it. Maybe you're with the Pharisees on this one. Okay, but Jesus, listen. This is the same Herod who had no problem decapitating John the Baptist. This is the same guy whose dad's national security plan involved massacring all the infant boys in Jerusalem. This is serious, deadly serious. But Jesus is serious too, deadly serious even, though in a different dimension. Nothing will deter Jesus from being God's love with skin and bones, even if it kills him. And it will, which doesn't sell particularly well, does it? With the psalmist, we claim the Lord is the strength of my life. But when God wears human muscles, the Almighty is hardly recognizable. Sure, Jesus scoffs at Herod, calling him a fox. But then in the next breath, Jesus calls himself a mother hen. Jesus, think about this. 
What do foxes do with hens? Fearless as he is, Jesus still calls himself chicken. And that is hardly the image of strength that the psalmist was going for. And what of us? What of us baby chicks? How protected are we under the wings of our mother hen? When the fox strikes, we might survive, but Jesus won't. When the fox strikes, we might perish along with him. This is not the savior we were expecting. Yet our mother hen is the very savior we need because by his grace we face our deaths and by his love we cast away fear. Many of you know Jim Preston died this week. Many of you knew Jim as a strong and healthy man, handy with a hammer, an accomplished marksman, capable in practically every way. Even if you had met Jim within the last 10 years since his Parkinson's diagnosis, you'd notice how hale he was. Whatever the doctors or the physical therapists recommended, he did it. He dutifully rode his exercise bicycle to maintain muscle mass and muscle memory. And even in the last weeks of his life, he would move through a weight-lifting routine for his arms. I knew Jim only in these last 10 months when his health began to decline in earnest. But I could see in those steady blue eyes a strength beyond his body, a strength of mind and soul. Under the wings of his savior, Jim Preston knew that death would come, but he did not let that distract him from faithfully living the days God gave him. And oh, Jim loved this life God gave him. He loved Greta, his wife of 66 years. He loved his three daughters and their families. He loved the peace of the garden and the thrill of a Yankees game, or even better, a grandchild's basketball or soccer game. Jim wasn't keen on dying. If given the choice, he would have lived to hold Greta's hand as she passed, rather than have it go the other way around. But he knew from a young age when his mother died in childbirth, how on this side of eternity, that fox Death stalks us all. Jim could have let that fear control his life, but it did not. Jim could have let resentment or despair weigh him down, but they did not. Instead, Jim lived close to the beating heart of Jesus, the mother hen. 
He lived as one who walks in light and so does not fear what lurks in the shadows. In short, Jim lived as one who is saved. In a world where fear sells, in a world where might makes right, we might be tempted to agree with the saying, better to live one day as a lion than live 100 years as a lamb. We might even rationalize the fact that Benito Mussolini, the fascist dictator of Italy, popularized those words. But Christians know better than that because we remember that before he is the lion of Judah, Christ is the slaughtered lamb. Christians know better because we recall Jesus' words to us, I am sending you out as lambs among wolves. Christians know better because our Redeemer saves the world by taking on flesh that bleeds and bones that break and heading straight into the city that kills the prophets for us. Christians know better, or at least we should. Beloved, consider what the Apostle Paul wrote to the church in Rome. If we live, we live for the Lord. And if we die, we die for the Lord. Therefore, whether we live or die, we belong to God. Friends, take heart, for today, tomorrow, and in the days to come, Jesus will cast out the demons of fear. Jesus will heal the sorrows that keep us from living before we die. Today, tomorrow, and always, Jesus will keep us close, not to preserve our lives, but to save them. People of God, rejoice this day in the grace that our brother, Jim Preston, knew. The Lord is my light and my salvation. The Lord is the strength of my life. For this grace, let us give all glory and gratitude to God, giver of our days, gift of perfect love, power and peace given to us all. Amen.